Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sitting in a backstage area of the Imperial, which is a club in Vancouver with one of the members of a band whose name I'm afraid to talk about. But I'd love you, Mr. Band member, who just finished a big, delicious pickle to introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going? I'm Josh from... I mean, can you say this? Is it going to be on the radio or is it going to be on a podcast? I was going to say, let's say you were in your hometown, Portland, on the local radio station. How would they talk about your band? I don't know. Everyone does it differently. I think we try to tell people to say STRFKR. It's just... That's what, you know, that's the kind of acronym we use right now. So it's, but a lot of people still do their own weird thing. Star Effer, Star Faker or whatever, which always sounds silly. The whole thing is silly though. So whatever, it's unavoidable silliness. All right. Well, I'm glad that at least we figured out how to say the name. (laughs) First, I want to ask, how was that pickle? It was okay. I'm not a pickle guy. I just needed a snack and it was there. So, you know, I don't know. Pickles are all right. When I met you, there was a table with a spread, and there was a lot of stuff on that spread. And I said, Josh, this might be a longer interview, so you may want to take more than just a pickle. And you said no. Why? I don't know. I'm not hungry yet. I'm going to go. I want to save my hunger for something. I'm in Vancouver. There's lots of good restaurants in this neighborhood. I want to save it for something worthy, you know, some Chinese food or something. The uh, club guys running the club seems to have some good suggestions. So how about we play a track? I'm going to play Open Your Eyes off your record, Being No One and Going Nowhere. I'd love you to describe this song as if you were talking to somebody who'd never heard of your band before. Well, it's a song off the newest record, and it's actually kind of an old song that I re-dug out of my little collections of demos and added more to it and finished it up. And uh, yeah, I think it's became ended up being one of the I don't know, more popular songs on the new album. Take a listen. show this is scott wood your host you just heard the track open your eyes off the record being no one going nowhere i'm sitting here in a back room of the imperial lounge with josh from the band sdr fkr so josh tell me a little bit more about this track yeah i don't know it's uh just like most of the albums all recorded and wrote you know written in this 
uh, that Slave and Joshua tree. And uh, I don't know. Well, then I have a follow-up question if you're ready. Sure. Okay. So that old track that later became Open Your Eyes, what made you go back to that one? Uh, I don't know. I just liked the feel of it. Yeah, it used to be even more of a dancey, just kind of clubby song. I was writing to, uh, yeah, mostly with live show in mind. And that's pretty much what this whole album I was trying to focus on, is like making an album that would translate into the, you know, being conducive to our live show. So I think that's probably why I picked it up and redid it. And uh, it just needed another part to it. I still think it could use more, but I mean, that was, it's fine. It was just like basically two parts before, and then now it has a third section that I wrote going in for it. And um, yeah, I mean, it works for them pretty well. So. Since we're talking about the record being no one going nowhere, you said about this record that it was inspired by two things. One thing was a book of the same title written by a first time Western Buddhist nun. So let's start there. Well, just the title is inspired by her. It's not, it's not the exact same title, but it's hers is being no one, uh, being nothing going nowhere is, is the title of her book. And, um, just changed it a little bit. But yeah, it's, um, I really like the idea in Buddhist philosophy, the idea of uh, just that existing is enough and that being human is enough and not needing to like become. It's like totally opposite of our kind of capitalist world that we live in. It's just that uh, that this is enough, that existing is good enough. And then, um, I mean, my experience is that a lot of the best parts of life are just little things, just eating and whatever, being present with that stuff and, you know, being with friends and just tiny little moments, not any big, not like graduating school or like even finishing an album. It's like those things can actually be really stressful or really fun depending on, you know, my relationship with time. But so a lot of the nicest... You know, I don't know. I just think that's a really wise kind of mantra to have being like to have that. Uh, we're almost always taught that we need to be something like make something of yourself. And I uh, really like the the feel of the total opposite of actually like um, the virtue of of not trying to be something special. <clears throat> and um, I don't know. I kind of even like how that title, it sounds a little bit dark or something, but it's um, it fit the vibe of the album well, too. It was like the title was a title that I was thinking about for a while. So, why was this author particularly inspiring? Just her, you know, her story, her personal story is interesting. She grew up and escaped uh, the Nazis during World War II and moved to the West, and she ended up in the U.S. and had a family and lives like an unhappy marriage, and then was left that and was, like, traveling with her new family, and when it wasn't, like, the world wasn't set up for travel at the time, and she was just a really brave kind of pioneer, and, you know, the kind of ended up with her discovering Buddhist meditation and um, I think she became one of the first kind of Western nuns or something like that and um, it's just I relate to her 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 story like her her interest in meditation I relate to it and it was inspiring to me so you've said that the title of the record was inspired by the sense of self and the lengths that we go to prop up and protect it and I found that interesting because your job is standing on a stage and essentially projecting yourself out to a crowd. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's like why it's maybe even... I mean, most of the stuff that I write is mostly for me. It's like little reminders or notes for me. Like there's songs where the lyrics are all just um, death talking to me, you know? And uh, that's like... I have a lot of songs that are kind of that style. And then even so the title is like that for me. It's like a reminder. It's more like a note for me. Like 
and yeah, I think it seems more important for people like me who's yeah, whose job it is to basically be engaged in a weird, ridiculous popularity contest to like remember that uh that's not it's not what it seems. It's not so meaningful in that way, you know? And um Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good it's a good reminder for me. And it is like exactly weird because of that, like what you're saying. I think that it's time to play another track. I'm gonna play the track Never Ever off the record, being no one, going nowhere. I'd love you to tell me a little bit about this song before we hear it. This song was really this song was pretty much totally inspired by this experience I had at a BDSM club in LA. Um I just it's not totally my thing or whatever. It was not like um but I mean I just had a it was just a weird way that I ended up there. A friend from Europe was visiting and he had some friends and they were going there. It was like Valentine's Day and so I was like, Yeah, I'll go. But then when I was there, when I got there, um it was such a cool experience what uh, what happened was just this huge group, a really diverse group of people, like all different ages, um, like really old and really young and sexy and like people look like my grandparents and everything in between and gay and straight and transgender and like, I don't know, it was just like a really healthy group. Okay, okay, okay. We've talked a lot before people have heard a second song okay, even. Sure. So let's hear, let's hear the song and then we'll talk more about it. Because you know what, Josh? I'd plan to ask you all about this. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's hear it. to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Never Ever by a band called... STRFKR. And that was Josh educating me on the name. Now, earlier in the interview, I was talking about how the current record was influenced or inspired by two things. One of them was a book by the first Western Buddhist nun. The second thing, as Josh just admitted, was by when he went to a BDSM club on Valentine's Day. So first... Josh, I want you to set the scene. So yeah, I'd never done something like that before, and uh, was obviously open to it. My friend invited me, ended up there, and uh, didn't know what to expect. And I'm sure a lot of people have yeah. not actually been to one and have thought about it, so they're going to be like, Josh, tell me yeah. what I can expect. Yeah, I was really surprised by the openness. Like It felt so non-judgmental, which was a really cool experience, and it was social. Like I've never had a social, sexual situation like this that felt really healthy. Like there was like strict boundaries. There was no alcohol and no like penetrative sex. I guess was the two rules that this club had. And um, there's a little kitchen in the back, and people were talking and telling their experiences about um, why they do it. What like what's great about it for them? Yeah, I don't know. I was I was just so inspired by that. It, I had no idea that I even needed that or could experience that kind of catharsis through something like that well, I wasn't even really engaging I was just like talking to people and watching but even just being there and not feeling embarrassed to be there to watch these things and uh, and just going through whatever you know there's so much shame around sex in our culture you said earlier in the interview that that wasn't your scene but would you go back yeah I actually did go back and uh, I brought my girlfriend that time 
and um, I was like, this is an amazing thing. We have to go. She was like out of town when I went and uh, I got home and told her about it. But I was like, we have to go back. You have to see this. So, and I think we would go back. And I think there's more exploring to be done for me in that realm. But uh, yeah, it's not, I don't know. I don't know exactly what uh, that will look like, but just there's still, there's more unpacking and more like trying uh, in these weirder realms. And, um, but you know, I'm a big, you know, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Dan Savage. I listen to his podcast a lot and that's like I mean that helped me become more comfortable with who I am and um I think he's really great for that I don't know it's a funny thing I've heard you know Dan Savage talk about it that uh in that group there's actually like usually way more defined and healthy boundaries actually and it seemed totally to be the case and it's really really comfortable uh surprisingly comfortable and, and just such a cool vibe I don't know it's hard to explain so yeah I would definitely recommend that to somebody yeah did you have to psych yourself up to go? You seem a little tightly wound sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, I am. I mean, you know. No, I don't know. There's just, I was just like, whatever, I'm going to, I want to do something. So it's just, it's just like I have moods. I'm like introvert and weird sometimes. And then I can just like have a mood where I just go out and um, we'll try whatever. Like even doing that 10 day retreat was just like a weird thing. I was like, all right, yeah, I'll just go sign up for a fucking 10 day silent retreat that I don't know anything about. It's kind of the same thing about going to this club, but. Yeah. All right. I think that it's time to play another track. I'm going to play While I'm Alive. That's off the Miracle Mile record. So I'd love you to tell me a little bit about this song before we hear it. Um, yeah, that Sean has a tattoo. That song was written basically on, based on Sean's tattoo. Sean's a bass player who's not here, but he's, uh, yeah. And it was just, I like the idea of, uh, like, for people who don't know, describe Sean in a sentence. <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know. He's, a really important part of this project and never we wouldn't I mean even though I'm the main songwriter the other Sean and Keel who are the other guys in this band that have been with me since the beginning like it wouldn't couldn't exist without them and it's very much I don't know there's a lot that they have Josh I have to rephrase then yeah describe your friend Sean to someone who <laughs> wants to know what he's like <laughs> he's uh I don't know he's He's like the dad of the group, kind of. <laughs> He's really into disc golf, which is a funny rising sport. We have some fans that are really into it, too. It's really funny. It's such a strange... That sounds very dad-like. Yeah, totally. I think it is, yeah. He's, I hope he's a dad someday. He'd be a good dad. So we're going to hear the song, While I'm Alive. So why don't you tell me what his tattoo looks like, and then we'll hear the track. Uh, his tattoo just it says, Live While You're Alive. And... That's that's where the that's where the name came from.
back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track While I'm Alive off the record Miracle Mile by a band called STRFKR. And I'm talking to Josh from the band. We were just talking about the song, but I'd like to hear a little bit more. How did this band member's tattoo inspire the track? Well, a lot of the songs on the album, and actually both the album, that album, Miracle Mile, and the album before it, Reptilians, were both kind of written uh, in this period where I was really into thinking about death and how that changes, you know, your relationship with how you can engage with life when, like, thinking about death almost too much um, and the fact that we we're going to die. So, like, I mean, that tattoo is pretty self-explanatory. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, a lot of my songs, too, are kind of, like, mental post-it notes to myself, like, things that I want to, like, remember. So I was reading up on you before this interview, and you've said it in a lot of interviews that your mom was a fat hag. For people who don't know, what's that? <laughs> Just uh, pretty much all of her friends are gay men. <laughs> that's yeah. I don't know. That's uh, I don't. I don't really know what that means either. She doesn't like it when I say that. So I probably won't say it anymore. But how would she <laughs> describe herself? I don't know. She's <laughs> she's a she's a funny lady. She's awesome. Though. She's she's not like she's very just like out there and like no shame no she's not like me at all I get a lot of from my dad but uh but yeah she's she's awesome I mean, she exposed me because of her and her friends like she exposed me to so much uh cool stuff that i wouldn't have, like i mean i grew up going to like a cross-dressing club that her like one of her best friends is a live Nelly impersonator and like even cross-dressing you know now is still a part of our show and uh it's totally from that. It's totally from just growing up around that. Nice for my 21st birthday at that Darcells in Portland. It's like the longest running, whatever cross dressing club in the country. And uh, reading it made me sort of imagine your life like one long episode of Absolutely Fabulous. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what it was like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's what it is for her, but yeah, I don't know. She's just she kind of like is like that like stereotypical gay man but like she's a woman so she's just like you know that's just how she is and so she attracts those kinds of people and yeah and my dad's like super shy super introverted and that's why they're like found each other i think they're like total opposites and i'm a little bit like both of them but more like my dad i think in that way so i wish i had more of her like freedom to just be herself you know especially being a performer would be great but yeah it is what it is man so you said a lot of times that the drag queen influences influence your cross-dressing on stage. I'd love you to tell me about some advice you got from these uncles that people wouldn't expect from a drag queen. I don't know, man. I always just got support. Like, they were always just, like, proud that I was doing that. And um, just, like, I mean, he'd always just be like, oh, Josh, you're doing your own makeup and all this stuff, you know? So, um, but we've... Actually, you know, when we first started doing it, we had, like, friends do makeup, and so I probably learned some things from him, actually. I think he did our makeup a few times, so. It was just, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, every time he sees me, he's just, you know, yeah, basically really supportive, and, yeah, I don't know. Support is important for an artist and a young man. Yeah, that's true, definitely. So I think it's time we listen to another track. I picked an old track. Can you guess which track I selected? I have no idea. I'm curious. Well, I selected Ronald Gregory Erickson II. Why do you think I chose that one? It's probably the most popular song that I've written. What do you mean by popular? Uh, I don't It's the one that still gets the most streams and most things, and it's been used. Like, licensing people have used it and all that stuff, so... 
I think it's probably one of the better songs that I've written. So, I don't know, and it's uh, it's named after one of my best friends, so I like that that happened with that song. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So let's listen to it. Welcome back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard the track Ronald Gregory Erickson II by a band called STRFKR or Star Effort. I like Star Effort. That to me is the happy compromise, even though you've said to me you don't like it, which is okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It seems like radio people mostly say Star Effort instead of STRFKR. I guess it's a little easier on the tongue. So I'm backstage with Josh from that band. You guys just released a record called Vault Volume 1. And Vault Volume 1 is the first installment of a planned three-volume set of rare and previously unreleased recordings that up until now have never been heard by anyone other than the band. So tell me a bit about that. I have an old computer that was dying, and there were like 80-something songs that I pulled off there. And I was like, I'll probably never finish these. But some of them are good enough as they are. Like, I think that people will appreciate, like, fans, certain group of fans will appreciate, like, kind of the insight you get into listening to that stuff. It's like, you can kind of hear how I write, like, hear other songs from those old demos that on other albums. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, some of them are kind of embarrassing, but it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. For, like, the few people that might like it, it's worth putting it out for me. Um, I kind of think there's, like, two more volumes that will come out this year. So we're going to release pretty much all 80 songs, I think. So, Josh, how about you pick one of the tracks from that record for us to play right now so we can get a good eye into what it is you do? Yeah, let me, uh, let me look at it. I don't know what the track list is actually on the first one. Um, trying to remember here. I have to, I have to look it up. Going, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. That's so weird being in Canada and not having being disconnected from... Uh, the internet sucks but uh, yeah, see it's going so, oh here you know I, I got it <laughs> let's just get it um, oh basically is a good a nice one yeah let's, let's yeah also let's start one on here let's listen basically every day is basically the same now it's so sad Back to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. You just heard basically off Vault Volume 1 by the band STR, FKR. And I've got Josh here with me. He just selected this song for us to play and hear because it's helping us understand how he writes songs. Um, I think, well, it's another thing about that that uh, that collection of, of demos is, uh, you know, a lot of it wasn't, and the way I write isn't, isn't often like I'm gonna write an album that's like this I just like mess around and keep doing it and that's why I like can produce a lot of short unfinished demos because I'm just like oh start something and then get tired and move on the next thing 
And uh, so I think a lot of those songs, and that song definitely wasn't something that I was like, this would be a Starfucker song normally. It was just like, um, you know, I have other, I had other outlets and other like projects that I thought I would probably put a song like that into, like a more of a singer-songwriter-y mellow vibe. And I still will probably do those things just someday when I'm not on tour, you know, so... You never know what you're going to get when you meet a guy in a band. And I was not expecting you to be this ball of energy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. It definitely is. So I think it's time we play another track. I'm going to play In the End, off the record, Being No One, Going Nowhere. I'd love you to tell me a little bit about this track. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that track was actually written, like mainly written by Keel, the drummer. It's like the only song on the album that... I didn't basically just write on my own. And uh, the video, which just came out for it. So hold on. I want to hear more about this, where your drummer gave you a song and you worked on this together. Yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. I, I love, I, it's just, you know, it's, I love to be collaborative, but it's just kind of like, it, it works when it works and it doesn't work a lot of the time or something. For me, it's, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not great at it, I suppose, but, uh, but it works with that song for sure. It worked out really well. Yeah. As you said, it is what it is, and I can't think of a better way to end the show than with the track, In the End. Great, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me.